Yes, sir. We back. Black print. Man. J5. Josh P's in the building. What's going on, Josh? Second episode of the year? No, it's like our third, actually. It's <laughs> crazy, man. Like, it's flying by already. I know. Like, January is almost over. We actually have done a lot in the past, like, three weeks, literally. Yeah. Like, we did the ASF. We did the we did our regular episode. We did Throw Blacks. Blacks. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff, you know, popping off for us in the beginning of the year. It's 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 a it's a it's a um it's a good clip because I'm like I literally just saw Josh like a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. I mean, we that's pretty much been our cadence before anyway. Yeah. So let's yeah. get back to it. Yeah, we back in it. Uh, MC in the building. What's going on, MC? Not much. I can't wait for our live stream, era, fellas. Getting ready for that? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I'm I'm finding all types of like sound effects and shit that we're gonna be able to use. You know what I hate about like most like live stream podcasts now is that the the host doesn't look at like they're they're not like next to each other, like oh, like, yeah, that, yeah. like on like community and shit like that. They're they're he's like looking here and everybody's behind him. Yeah, and I, I just think that's just, like weird. It's like inter- it's like so impersonal to me. Yeah, I don't know. Live stream live streaming thing is still new to me. Yeah, I'm just thinking about just like I don't know. Do you people know? watch <laughs> watch live or do they watch clips? They watch live. They watch live. Uh-huh. They watch live, and I think if you build that community, they they they, they will definitely they'll definitely come. Okay, but we got a special guest who who's known for building his own community, yes, sir. whether negative or positive. <laughs> uh, he's been a guest on our show on Amp, and we're bringing this is our guest era of of, of Black Print regular podcast. But we had to bring our homie Eddie Bansky. What's going on, brother? Hey man, nothing much, man. Just Sunday, man. It's 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 zero degrees. <laughs> it's been zero degrees out here in New Jersey for about. Two weeks now, so Sheesh. I'm just staying warm and at home. How, <laughs> how's the dog? How's your dog handling it? Yo, if you could see him right now, he's flopped over. You, you, you got dogs, so you know yeah. when they get that little, that little sh- bit of sun that peeks through the window, yeah. and then they just rotate with it throughout the day. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy's on like spot three right now. That's hard. And he's just enjoying the sun. He can. You know what's crazy is so he loves the snow. No way. He loves the snow. I bought him. He's. He, I bought him in Las Vegas. So he's a Vegas dog. Yeah. He loves the snow. He hates the rain. He loves the snow. So when it snows, I just take him out. He dives in it. He's, he's sniffing everywhere. He's peeing. He he loves it. But we got another dog who's old. Yeah. And he's just not with that at all. And yeah. they walk together. So one is on the wall, and when this dude is in the pile of snow, just diving through, <laughs> it's, making a it's, mess. It's weird because we both have French bulldogs. My Frenchies hate. The rain. It's raining right now, so they haven't been outside <laughs> in days. Like Damn. they don't like that shit at all. Like I feel bad because it's like I know y'all got to take a shit, and they'd be like, "No, I'm good. I can hold it." You gotta put a hoodie on them or something. Yeah, exactly. Like I, they they good with it. They don't like it. Sick. Yo, you know how they do too. They just come look at you, and it's like, dog, you you don't want to go out there, bro. I know what you're saying, but you don't want to go. And then, so I live in a building, like a I'm on the ninth floor, so I have to go shit. down. Look, look at the that elevator. Boy. Lobby, oh, the whole thing. He's <laughs> he's excited the whole time. As soon as I open the door, he looks. He's like, "Oh fuck!" I <laughs> knows why I brought him. He'll literally pee right in front of the door and walk right back in. Like yep. I told you, dumbass. That's how it be. They'll be like, "Boop," and then they'll like run right back <laughs> yep. up. So then he's over. <laughs> my hearts go out to the dogs. It's in the rain in LA. My hearts go out to the dogs. It's in zero degree weather on the on the East Coast. It's crazy right now, weather wise, all over the world. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a crazy winter so far. Uh, it's been a crazy year so far, like we mentioned at the top of the show. We just had an episode of Throw Blacks come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Outcast, Speaker Box, Love Below. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that bands. We we walked through the whole album, their whole history, everything. Yeah. Great episode. Great episode. Yo. Great albums. I think um, it's funny. I was listening back to it. And J5 swears that he like gave uh, Love Below his proper respect, but I'm like, you kind of shit on that album. Like, you kind of shit it on the, the that classic. Album. I didn't. It was a very much like, yeah. You know what it was? Is I listened to it and I'm like, man, you did your man's wrong, and I think that's where. It <laughs> and is. I just don't believe that's a narrative, man. I, I we, always, we, I always, I always thought that. All right, we talked about it on the show. If you haven't checked it out yet, please check it out. Uh, one Yo, of our best. I'm gonna have to check it out. I gotta tell y'all, like. I love Spotify because Spotify will make me listen to music that yeah. I don't listen to yeah. all the time. And I'll, I'll literally find artists on Spotify like, yo, I had no clue. Uh, it kept spitting Equemini at me, the song. Mm. And I was like, all right, I'm going to listen. And I like did like a crazy outcast deep dive over the last two weeks. And I had to text our friend, everybody's friend here, David Dennis, because he's been preaching outcast to me for 100 years. And I was like, yo, you've been right. 
you've been right the whole time. Like yeah. my bad. I fucked up. Yeah. And he just he's just like, yo, I'm gonna frame this by the way. There's a, there's <laughs> a legitimate claim that they have probably some of the most classic albums of any rap artist ever. Yeah. Like, I mean, absolutely the greatest rap duo. Um definitely one of the best rap group, top five. I mean, you know, it's like Wu Tang, them UGK to me. NWA. Yeah, it's yeah. like only a few up there, but yeah. But man, yeah, like it's funny that you mentioned like the algorithm spitting out things to you because um I've been listening to a lot of Big X the plug, who, <laughs> guy from Texas. This this is gonna lead somewhere. <laughs> and as I'm listening to him, like his album will go off, and then he'll always play me this guy. His name is Nephew. I think he's from Atlanta. Yeah. He has this record called So Fresh So Clean. Is it with an X? Nephew with an X? Nah, nephew N E F E W. I never heard of nephew. Him. I don't know. Anyway, um. It always plays this song, So Fresh, So Clean. He samples Outkast, obviously. That's crazy. Um, it's a good little interpolation yeah. remix type thing from a new guy. Like I was like, okay, this is this is cool. And and again, like you saw Quavo and Takeoff sample them too two oh, years ago on what record on their on their album. Oh shit, I missed that. <clears throat> they sample So Fresh, So Clean uh, again. The oh yeah, yeah, I do remember that. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Like you're the right. influences are, are are you know they're wide ranging. I was gonna yeah. say, I feel like people don't sample and reference them enough. No. They like don't. they have a lot of classics. I think Wayne did a really good job at it yeah. of it early on in his mixtape era, but you don't really catch that too much. It's it's one of those things where like uh, you know, we're so we're so antsy about you got to know the history of hip hop and all that shit. But the reality of that is like we miss stuff just yeah. growing up. Just like you miss entire acts. It's like oh, I didn't. So I knew of Outkast. I knew of the bigger songs. I loved Elevators. I loved Miss Jackson. Everybody loved that prototype. Yeah. But I never gave it its just full my full attention yeah. until now as a grown ass man. And I was like, damn, like and again, David been preaching outcast to me since I met him. And I'm like, Yeah, you you was right. The mother the motherfuckers right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. And the thing about them too is like there is a little bit of dated to some of the music, but much like I think kind of early nineties West Coast, they use so much soul. And kind of timeless mm-hmm. instrumentation that, like, yo, you can pick that a lot of that up now and just rock with it. And a lot it, of it, it makes sense. A lot of it's like Bootsy Collins inspired. A lot yeah, of it Parliament. is like the Parliament inspired. Yeah. A lot of it is like old seventies, like black exploitation type yeah, yeah. shit inspired. It's I, like it's otherworldly, and mm-hmm. I think that Speaker Box Love Below is, you know, it still brings that in. And we talk about that in the episode as well. But I feel like I gave it its just due. If you feel like I didn't give it its just due, hit me up. Hit us up on the Patreon. Leave a comment. <laughs> leave a comment. Let me know if I didn't leave them there just do because I feel like I like the album, even though it does sound like a bunch of demos. It really oh my does. Oh, <laughs> uh, the love, love. Yeah. I, I like that one better than Speaker Box, which is like, thank you. That was my, that was my whole, you know, I'm constantly the, uh, the guy that's trying to go against the grain. So, that's Back in, I think grain. that was senior year. I'm telling everybody, like, yo, this this one's better. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> and I think it was uh, Pink and Blue and then the joint with, uh, yeah. what's the actress name? Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Rosario. Yeah, I was I like, yo, you. these are the ones I'm telling y'all. And, and it's crazy looking back, like, how much that changed music in a lot of weird yeah. ways. I, that's exactly what we touched on in the episode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it, it really did. But I, I, I got to get to a, a real staticky week. Just in general, it's, it's a lot of static going on in, <laughs> in, in the industries that's going on right now. Have we seen this Kid Cudi Lupe fiasco thing? I mean, I've been seeing it for like the last <laughs> 10 years. And I promise you, I've never understood it. Yeah. Beyond just like niggas just don't like each other. Yeah. But Cudi, so, or not Cudi, Lupe, Lupe fiasco is so vocal about it and yeah. just so online about it. <laughs> it almost feels like a troll job. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it's just his, his way of like, trolling honestly but uh yeah this week it kind of hit the fan it really did i mean it all started with a <clears throat> i believe it was a complex interview with kid cuddy talking about when he was at babe store he saw lupe he he cut to the back just in case one day lupe wanted to diss him about having a regular job <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was where it came from that well, this week this, yeah this week. <laughs> that's actually hilarious like hindsight like um, our foresight extremely like candid because, like, how did you foresee that you would have problems with this guy anyway? Like, because it was like... He, he, did, he didn't like it. See, that's the thing. So, what, I don't know how the beef started. Yeah. But Lupe is probably right in his side of the beef. Probably, yeah. Because, like, for you to do that before we even knew each other, you must don't <laughs> like me. And yeah. in your career, you must have hated on me in some way. You had, desire, you had, like, designs against me 
Before I back. even knew who the fuck you exactly. were. Exactly. Like, trying to get a fucking camo jacket. <laughs> Come on, man. So, like, that interview sparks Lupe to be like, of course, fuck you, you a bitch-ass nigga. <laughs> you were just a bitch-ass nigga with a regular job. <laughs> All that shit going on. Cuddy goes on Twitter and is like, hey, listen, my brother. Kumbaya. <laughs> Kumbaya, my brother. I have no problems. Lupe goes back and forth. Before I get to the conclusion of this, what were your thoughts on this when you saw it, Bans? Dog, I was hoping, like the immature me was hoping that we didn't get a conclusion that we got. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I hope I this stays you. petty forever because it's clearly <laughs> deep seated and has been going on for ages. And y'all know, like, Lupe is like the karate guy and everybody like has this weird respect for him. Like, yo, he could probably beat us all up and he runs around with a samurai knife. But like, and Cuddy is like a pacifist. Is just like, yo, leave me alone. It's one of those things that I knew existed, but like for the, the pocket in my brain forgot it yeah. until he's calling him a bitch on my timeline. And Every I was like, time. it's in group chats. It's I'm crying laughing at these. I took so many screenshots because you never know when you're just gonna have to post like, oh, I'm so angry. I want to beat this bitch up right now. Well, you and post that on the story. You bring those tweets back when they have the picture of them together in the studio. Yeah, you put them side by side, yeah. and you say, "How do you go from this to this?" It's like everyone's always like, "Look, look at these black men reconciling." You know what, man? I don't always want black men to reconcile. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't always. <laughs> I don't always nah, want like, that. Like, Somewhere. shout out Ivan, and like, I get it, but I like the story better when Lupe is like, "I'm calling his manager and I'm calling his man's, and they're sitting right next to him, but I can't get him on the phone." <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> I like that version of the story better than them piecing it up because I've been put him on FaceTime or whatever he did. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even when um when uh, Cuddy apologized and Lupe was like, fuck that apology. Yeah. I was like, oh, he just really about it. <laughs> but even like it was like the weird awkwardness too. It was the it was the uh Cuddy posted a screenshot saying, I can't get in your DMs, bro. Like I'm trying to DM you. <laughs> I don't see no DM. Fuck that DM. It's just funny, yo. So eventually I- they do get on the phone with each other. Uh, Cuddy says they they hash it out. I don't think Lupe said anything after that. But, um, I mean, you know, they, they reconcile. But, again, it's like I miss the early 2000s days when the beef was eternal. If I ever see T.I. and Lil Flip take a picture together, I'm just going to – I am I don't know what I'm going to do. I just saw uh, Lil Flip and Slim Thug in a, a video together. Their yeah, first time together. And I was ah. like, damn. How even did that? When, even when Chameleonaire and Paul Wall got back together, I'm like, man, I thought that shit was forever. What are you? Well, y'all actually, doing? I want to see that. I heard there's gonna yeah. be a tour next year with Slim Thug, Mike Jones, yeah, and Paul Wall. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, Chameleonaire need to come out. He need to just come out yeah. for that tour. Like, I know you make more money investing in tech. <laughs> yeah. But come on, man, do it for the coach. Have y'all went to that? any of those retro tours? Like, they sound like great ideas, but I feel like if I go, I'll be mad disappointed. Well, the fifty cent one 50 I heard was good. Was good. The yeah, fifty, 50 was one, good. The the I mean, I, this is a different genre. The while we were young tour out here does really well was with all the, the old punk rock like bands? yeah, the punk rock yeah. bands and shit like that. I don't mind. I don't know what the audience is in twenty twenty four for a still tip in tour is. Oh, uh, me neither. But then I'm juvenile. Just had a show in L A on Friday. Yeah, and shit was popping. Wow. I didn't go, but I saw a video. I was like, this shit look lit. Manny Fresh band playing. Oh, sh- Manny Fresh was there. Yeah, I'm, Manny I'm Fresh there. in a band. Yeah, yeah. Manny Fresh is there. I'm there, but yeah. I, I think that like that. I feel like some of that stuff is different because like the Chameleoner and and Paul Wall thing was like clearly over. They were young. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They were young. Slim Thug said he was gonna on the on his first album. He said he's gonna pop him with the steel. And then remember the ad lib was Lil Flip. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yo, what? Nah, that was nowhere. real beef. I got like a DVD right now where. Uh, uh, Slim Thug is going off on Lil Flip. It was crazy. Like Lil Flip had probably the most beefs in the world at that time. It was him and Fifty Cent. Everybody hated Lil Flip over Sunshine for no reason. Nah, you know what it was? He was like the first rapper to start pop, like the young rapper to start mm-hmm. popping out of the Houston scene, and yeah. he didn't pull back. Right. He was just arrogant. I'm the freestyle king. I'm Lil <laughs> Flip. He wearing a leprechaun suit. And he just did not. He went instead of like looking back at the scene. He yeah. went and to New York and fuck with Dipset. Right. And, west coast and fuck with people out here at game and they just always look down on that so i love Crazy. how i love how like every four months the kids discover beef the old beef dvd <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh yeah <laughs> they were running back chingy and ellie i'm like yo i damn near know this word for word because <laughs> i have nelly saying yo you city don't move over there don't move it's over it's, it's, it's 
is like a meme to me. And I'm like, yo, y'all just hear it. Wait till y'all see B3. Like, what is it? Yeah. T.I. little flip beef. That's my daddy. T.I. was crazy. your punk ass down to the stage. Like, yo, I love, that's that's like my youth. I love that shit. We, we bring all that back. Well, the problem is now uh, these little kids be actually shooting and killing each other. So yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the beef <laughs> is on academics page. It's on nah, it's just on, it's, it's on IG Live. Yeah. That's yeah. where it is. They just go straight to IG Live, straight to the story. Yeah, like. Yo, I, I might just not be gangster enough. I'm, I'm too dad and all that shit now. But to, to have two like real life ops and then to get on Instagram live and just scream at each other, like I'm like, yo, this is new. This is just beyond me. I'm like, just yeah. open now. Soldier Boy Blueface. Yeah. Yo, Who's like, the one before Soldier Boy? Soldier Boy is someone else, the classic one. Uh Quavo, wasn't it? Nah, Soldier Boy is somebody on live. There's damn, who was that? Was it oh, Wow? They're about to fight. Ah. So was, was it Soldier Boy Chris Brown? Nah, man. I'm, I mean, I could name a bunch Mark of Mark should know this one, man. It was like a couple years ago. Soldier Boy is somebody on live. Oh, it was it was famous Dex. Famous Dex. It was famous Dex. <laughs> That's classic, yeah. But they were just going back and forth. Oh my gosh. Nah, no, this one was definitely more ridiculous. He told uh he told Blueface, yo, let's meet up somewhere and die. Like right now. I was like, yo, what are you doing? Nah, that was see, that was that was just on like he was just on his story saying that the Soldier Boy famous Dex one was crazy. I remember he had his hands up. <laughs> That's the man. It's Bro, crazy, but it's like we seeing we seeing like, but we seeing hip hop beef with like real lyricists, and that's kind of what I miss. Like real lyricists don't really yeah. pop off in the way that Lupe. Well, I'm Kid Cudi's not a real lyricist, but it's gonna get to like the point what I'm talking about too. Is that another thing that got staticky <clears throat> this week was the Drake and Most Def thing, and it goes mm-hmm. to what it goes to what Bands was saying a couple minutes ago about. You know, and even what Josh was saying, like the the new school versus the old school. This has been thing, something that's as old as you know, as Taylor's old time, like yeah. new school versus old school. Most Def's doing an interview. Not sure what the platform is. Apologies for that. Uh, I only saw the clip on Twitter, just like everyone. And that's that's also fucked up too. Is that we see these clips out of context so often yeah. that we don't even. Know they I have a lot of thoughts on this too. I'm gonna find the platform right now. But um, <laughs> so Most Def is asked about just this current state of hip hop, and he mentions that Drake is pop. And he said, this is this, this is something that you listen to while you're in Target or while you're in like a chain big box uh, department store. This isn't real hip hop. And it caused, <clears throat> of course, whenever you put Drake plus anything, someone's going to side with the anything. It could be Drake plus uh, Trump and they're going to side with Trump over Drake. It could be Drake <laughs> plus fucking anything and they're going to side with anything over Drake. So, of course, you have people who. You look at their profile pictures. I'm sorry. You've never listened to most of your fucking life. <laughs> you are 22 years old. You've never listened to most of your life. I'm sorry. I don't believe it. And now it's become this conversation where it's like, what is the real definition of real hip hop and what is popping? Is what Drake doing pop? And I think that it's interesting because Drake has actually addressed this a couple times. He's, he did it on a French Montana song. He said, rap so good that I went pop. All this other thing. He's 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 actually mentioned and addressed the fact that like he has crossed over into another lane that he did not mean to yeah. and now we're getting this conversation come up again almost 15 years into his tenure on top yeah um the podcast is called the cutting room floor okay um i forget the young lady's name but i mean all in all i think the question was just a setup yeah and honestly <laughs> like it was just a, a clear setup and i honestly don't even think uh most deaths response was that bad mm-hmm. i think you know just clipped up in the context and how it's it moved bad. across the internet it looked bad but um but yeah hip-hop is pop yeah most stuff miss fat booty is pop <laughs> like straight up that's a song you might hear in, in starbucks like yeah honestly like if we comparing it to shopping as he did i think um you know the culture as a whole it, is moving into a new stratosphere and drake is moving it to that yeah he's the forefront of that at least so i i, I don't think it's a bad thing I think just the the um the response around it and the conversation around it is just the wrong type of conversation. It's not really Drake. It's just where music is currently, right. hip hop music at least. Right. Um. So yeah, I, I think it was just like a setup from the jump. Um. I, I definitely don't think most Def feels no type of way towards Drake. He was kind of making melodic <laughs> yeah, rap yeah. before Drake. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I think if he could be in this era he would probably be making the same exact re- records as drake he would make an afro beast record like <laughs> he like honestly like if, if most def was an active rapper in drake generation yeah they would be very much like. close yeah they'd be closer to each yeah. other than uh most def to future or someone else you know yeah so it's an interesting um convo um 
overplayed con- convo. It's I, like, dog, I'm tired of it at this I, point. I just think this type of stuff gets out. It gets to the people. You see how much engagement it gets on yeah, social. Yeah. And then it becomes a whole different conversation that I don't think most himself even got to. And then, of course, it reaches Drake, who sees everything. But I think Drake sees it from the commenter point of view and not from the actual thing being said. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he sees it from the conversation point of view. Yeah. From what's going on. It's like, you know, he sees it and he's like, okay, like, you know, I'm at the top of my game. Mm-hmm. Um, you but know. He, he's also ready to respond to everybody right now. That, well, that's that, my <laughs> thing. I'm at the top of my game. The forefathers who I respect and respect it yeah. feel some type of way because I've gotten to the top of my game. So, yeah, I'm going to be petty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I have no qualms with that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, for him, it's um, it's kind of like, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for him, but I'm, I feel like he's a little bit disappointed by the people before him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think besides Jay-Z, no, there's not a ton of rappers or in Jim Jones. There's not a ton of <laughs> old rappers who went back and been like, yo, respect for what you brought to the game, respect for where you've taken the game. I think the only person I could think of off top, even from his own town, is like Cardinal Officials has given him love, showed him love before. Yeah. But then it's like Commons giving him yeah, shots. Yeah, everybody has. Everyone's throwing shots at him. It's a shots from dudes who's like, bro, you are not, you shouldn't even be sending this shot. Like, <laughs> like Commons another yeah. one. If you were in this generation, you would be, be close Drake. to Drake. Yeah, yeah. you'd be Drake. It, it usually comes after they're rocking with them too right they're trying to mm-hmm. put a move together they're trying to do whatever it's it's tough i mean we've heard him in records just kind of be dismissive of the whole idea like you mentioned like oh i, I just rapped and it went pop and he yeah. got uh what is it on on not uh i forget the joint emotionless he's like y'all want a classic but that's just 10 of these like he minimizes the idea of the mold y'all have created for a hip-hop star or whatever but it's funny because he also does all the shit that we want our rappers to do. He yeah. raps with the young dudes. He trades mm-hmm. bars. He He's working with the new young producers. He's beefing left and right. He's mm-hmm. literally battle rapping the rap gods, right? He, he yeah. literally gave Common, who made, I used to love her, 32 <laughs> bars, like just right at his neck. And then did more like so. Y'all remember that response that Common did when he called him Canada Dry? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yo, That's when I knew it was over. <laughs> he is like hip hop is this broad definition, right? It includes yeah. graffiti and it includes breakdancing and all this shit. And then to, to to make him the poster child of it because he's just od popular is is crazy. And it's funny because then Jay will step up and be like, "Oh, I fuck with him." And I believe Nas has spoken up for him. And we always post that clip with DMX, but then DMX end up like taking the bag to also let him sample his shit. So it's like a whole thing. Um, he just doesn't look like the rappers looked like when we were kids. Yeah. And I think I always say like there was a prototype for a rapper. You'd be coolest, toughest gangstest dude in the room for the longest and then Kanye showed up Yeah, and Kanye was like yo I'm kind of a dork and I'm really just learning how to rap and I'm like begging a camera on to let me rap for him and it, it from there it forever changed what a rapper was and then Wayne kissed baby and then everything then Rick Ross was the <laughs> CEO and then I was just like yo it's it's, it's wrestling yeah. but like rap is anything yeah literally. but like older dudes were not appreciating I shit I don't appreciate it half the time but I look at Drake as like somebody who does all this shit Drake and Cole do a lot of the same shit, and then we cheer on Cole like, "Oh, he's killing all the features. He's the fucking yeah. man." And then Drake does this like, "Yo, why is Drake rapping with that guy? Like, he's trying <laughs> to ride the wave. Oh, how corny!" And then it's like, "What does he do? Yeet!" And but we're supposed to appreciate that type of shit. I thought yeah, we did. Yeah. We did when it was Jay. When Jay was tapping in with the streets. When Jay went and fucked up, ha. Huh? It was like, yo, at least he knows who Juvenile is. Yeah, man, exactly. The South loved Ha, bro. Like, that remix <laughs> killed it. Like, Did it? Yeah. Like, I don't think the remix was, was that re- well received. Well, back in the day, like, where I'm from, like, in Virginia, they fucked with it. You already said. They fucked up. He went and fucked up Ha. <laughs> I, I, I know it sucked, but I know it sucked. But again, like, you got to look at it where, where, where he was at. And then he was just like, how the fuck are I rap on a beat like this? <laughs> like, bro, <that's, laughs> that beat was whooping his ass. Yo, it was crazy. To hear Jay lose a beat was like, whoa, shit. Yeah. Uh, I got the keys. He got to come back and redo that. <laughs> I got the keys wasn't that bad. I think he got to come back and do high again. Like he got to. Losing flow as you age as a rapper is like crazy because it's like yo, the hi hats is still in the same place, dog. Like just, <laughs> just rhyme on the two and the four, big homie. Whether you're just discovering your voice or taking your show to the next level. You know what the world needs to hear. All you have to do is say it. With Spotify, set up your podcast. Your food podcast. 
your mindfulness podcast. Your never thought you'd get this far podcast. And watch those sparks fly. Drop the episode anywhere people listen. And find out who they're cooking with. Where they're finding inner balance. And why they love your show. You're already a creator. Now you can create, connect, and get paid for your passion with one single free tool. Spotify for podcasters. Talk where the world listens. You just released a new episode on Spotify, but don't just release episodes. Stand out on the world's most popular listening platform, wherever your show is hosted, with Spotify for podcasters. So don't just publish a podcast. Guide listeners to recommended content, featured episodes, and more. Don't just talk to your listeners. Use Q&As and polls to engage fans where they already are. Don't just check your stats. Find out where on Spotify you're being discovered and more. Tap a global audience of over 500 million. Then turn those listeners into fans with Spotify for podcasters. But yeah. like, just like, nah, he's got, he's getting his own but, shit but off. But Jay, Jay still gets his young rapper clout. I, I guess he can't really get that no more off Drake because Drake's kind of like an elder statesman. But he got that from being on so many Drake albums. I think I don't think he anyone's been on more Drake albums than he has. He's been on like Yo, four of them. That's the crazy part. I was talking about that recently. Like, man, I wish Drake and, and Jay would just like go bar for bar and just really that. do that. Sh- and they have. They were on Scorpion. He was on CLB. Yeah. Like they. they they literally went bar for bar on score, but they traded verses and yeah. they were like trying to get their shit off. People, some, I like that song a lot. People, some people don't like it. Jay got the Zimmerman bar off, but yeah. <laughs> they've done that shit his whole career and they have this really weird respect between the two of them. And it's like, it's funny whenever Drake wants to diss uh, Kanye, he'll exclude Jay. It, oh, yeah, when he yeah. was talking about the throne, it should be three of us and all this shit and watch it for the take in and blah, blah, blah. All these little shots, and even when he said, "Yo, I've I've traded shots with the gold," and then laughed about it or whatever he said, yeah, there's always been this healthy respect. I think Jay, from where Jay is, understands like, "Yo, it's hard to do what that dude did." Like yeah. to just Michael Jackson numbers, like yeah. however you feel about streaming and all that shit. Jay cared about that shit too. He 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 made a whole promo run on the Beatles. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Jay is sitting there like. We're talking about the dude, and he's look. These are the goats. But we're talking about the dude who pre-sold like three albums in a row just to make sure the numbers matched his status exactly. of Jay Z. And it's like he cares about that shit, so he looks over there and goes, "Hey, I see what you're doing." Yeah, he he'll he'll minimize them though, and make sure he lets them know like you still a little homie. But he low key he'll make might sure care he... about it. I, I think he low key still might care about it more than Drake does at this point. I mean, Drake would put an album out and put no videos out for it. It's, I, don't I think that's. It I more. think it's a think big so. part of why Jay doesn't drop. He can say all the artistic shit he wants, but. If Jay drops and does 80K, Ooh. it just kills all of the allure, right? I mean, shit, what did 444 do? 444 did like 200? Mm. Yeah. Hey, fact check that, Mark. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I, I really don't. I think Jay is at the point where it's like art. Like, even thinking about the like the Jay Z D'Angelo. Has anyone even listened to it yet? I have not. <laughs> it's, I out. it's out. Yo, I heard nine I minute so. song and I'm like, I don't think I want to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Is it nine minutes of him just rapping? I haven't. No, it's no, like, no. They said it's 30 it's like, seconds of Jay rapping. Yeah, it's like, oh, like nine shit. minutes of D'Angelo. We <laughs> saw that in the group chat immediately. Like, I bet you there's a six minute outro of this shit, some violin <laughs> or something. It's not yeah. nine minutes of Jay bars. There's no fucking way. Nah. 444 nah. also did 262,000 oh, first week. Okay. That's good good. numbers. That's Respectable right. numbers. Yeah, Jay that's... can't come out and do 85, though. There's just no way. I mean, he has an album coming. I truly, truly believe. I haven't heard conf- confirmed anything yet, but there was like a some type of thing that went up for auction, and yeah. there was like a CD for like oh, that a, was missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw it that. was the uh, it was the museum thing, and it was like this entire collection of all his albums, yeah. and there was an empty one at the end of it. The museum looked good. I wish I, I wish I could have I could have went to that. I think it ended in December. My dumbass lives out here and didn't go. I'll oh, regret it for geez. a long time. Yeah, that's sure. super. Dope. The lines were crazy long though, so I don't, I don't blame you. Yeah, I heard I heard it was solid though. I was gonna go to last weekend. I'm like, oh, it's probably gonna be ridiculous, and I just never made it. I should have made it, but like, uh, I love I love the idea of 50 year old Jay dropping an album. That's like, what I was I gonna. That's what too. I was gonna say. I was gonna ask, like, are we ready to listen to a 50 year old rapper? It's it's unprecedented. Are we listening to Nas? No. <laughs> but I was listening to that before, like so. That's not a diss, but I li- <laughs> Jay still has like this aura about him. I don't. So I will say this: I don't like the this era of Jay Z and Beyonce where they're just like deities and they're just above mm-hmm. us in every way yeah, and yeah, remind yeah. us constantly. So somebody was 
uh, on Threads today about the uh, Hove did verse. That's crazy. You're on like, threads, Yo, that's, the, that's the best shit. Shout <laughs> out Threads. That's a wild Took reference. Me to the in season tournament. Josh, uh, Josh so had to remember what Threads was just now. <laughs> I, yo, I almost said Twitter, and I had to, I had to think it. And why, so why, are on, why are you still on? Why are you still on Threads? Because actually, Mark had mentioned that to me yesterday, and he was like, "Yeah, like bands be on Threads all the time." I was like, that's "Yeah, cause, Threads that, is popping." That's because I can I can get my shit off and leave. Like y'all know, yeah. Twitter is like I could be like, "Yo, what's up, Mark?" And then I'm gonna get twenty <laughs> mentions about KD and the Suns <laughs> and all this shit. So I can get my shit off and leave. Like. You know, that's like a part of your brain. Like, I have to release this really random dumb thought yeah. or it's going to sit there and bother me. Yeah. If I don't have that outlet on Twitter, I need it somewhere. So, um, but dude say, yo, the guy did versus crazy. And I'm like, dog, I'm tired of Jay telling me, like, he's just, like, financially situated for generations and that <laughs> we shouldn't trust Billboard and the Grammys. Like, yo, you either got to turn the clock back, big homie, or you got to tell me some cool shit uh, because I get it. Like, yeah, fuck the system. But. Let's go. I mean, you also sell me all kind of shit at all times. So, <laughs> but like, I was thinking, um, I was thinking about Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and I'm like, oh my god, what? Can we talk about that? I said, yo, he kicked a lot of shit on here. That was, I hate this phrase, but it was ahead of his time. Like when he was getting in his art, yes, art collector yes. shit, and now all my favorite people were at Basel every year partying. I'm like, Bruh. oh yeah, y'all he, fuck it. But now y'all know who Basquiat is. Oh okay, I see what's going on. Jay has sold us so much, so much shit. In the past <laughs> decade, Magna Carta was the beginning of that. I remember the premiere of the the Justin Timberlake company title track off that, mm. and I was yeah. like, "This sounds like some Broadway." Type I'm not. Shit. It's funny. I went back and listened to that album recently. I'm not mad at that album. Love, and to it, your point, it. ahead of his time, definitely <laughs> like putting this on game, which Jay always does. I feel like yeah. still to this day, God did verse. He's saying little things like putting this on game, and I get where it looks or sounds a little preachy, but I'm also like, niggas ain't. Not even old, but it's like he's saying it over and over again because niggas still not picking up on it. Niggas is still doing the things that he's saying don't do. My, my So I was in a meeting recently and they were discussing this show they're trying to do. And the, the, the premise of the show is essentially it's like basketball players showing their art collections. Yeah. And like, I hope I'm not stepping on the idea here or whatever. But yeah. anyway, the point is our view, our view of an art collector has changed so much. And yeah. I think. I don't want to overstate it, but I think Magna Carta Holy Grail was the beginning of that within the culture. Because when we think of art collector before, we think of like Ocean's 12, where they're fucking <laughs> stealing these gigantic paintings from these old European dudes. But now it's like, yo, like Jalen Brown has a Picasso in his house type shit. Mm, like, yeah. you know, like, like, like Esquire's, like, you got Picasso in your crib. But like, now we have these these twenty year old millionaires that are like, yo, I got to get a, a, a Basquiat for my living room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And but Jay did kind of introduce some of those high art elements to what is here, and I think that Kanye did too with the avant garde type shit he was doing. But well, more than more than that, that stuff was ahead of his. He he was introducing us to stuff that appreciates over time, and I think that that's what I can appreciate. No pun intended. More about what he was saying, like he's like, oh, we got to get things that last. Yeah. He's like Jay's always yeah. his thing is always I'm timeless. My verses are timeless, and it's true. Yeah, like his his verses are always timeless. I think that after a certain point, you're just kind of like okay like just so like yeah, ben says like okay bro like it's almost like it, big homie. Dad. <laughs> talking to you it's like all right bro i get I mean, it and so niggas say key you gonna keep saying it <laughs> i mean because like you gotta think about this shit like you know and this might sound super whack and heavy-handed but it's like as much jewelry as we have as a culture yeah. niggas should have as much art and things that appreciate yeah and they don't yeah no i i think there's like a new appreciation for like good watches too, not oh, like bro. just bust down joints. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it was uh, fuck, I'm I'm gonna forget his name, but the Griselda dudes they had a joint called like investment pieces, and they were talking about that shit. Like, it was just <laughs> a bar on the hook, but there's this idea of like, yo, the clean watch now is the better watch, yeah. and the internet's part of that shit too. But again, that's something Jay ushered in too. Like, nice you know, I'm old enough to know what car to buy, but young enough not to put rim, or old old enough not to put rims on it, or whatever the fuck he yeah. said. Yeah. But there's definitely like a changing of the guard with a lot of that stuff and he is he is banging us over the head with it but yeah buy some shit that appreciates people, i think people love uh short-term gratification i think we all know that yeah. we like jay's in for in for the long term there's gonna be a generation that loves that there's gonna be a generation like us that go back and listen to it and they're like oh shit he was really putting us on game but i think that like in terms of like 50 year old jay-z album i don't know what to does he turn the clock back 
No, I mean, I think he talks about shit that 50 year olds want to hear. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and just people who are maturing and yeah. maturing while being black, a black man in America. Like, I think there's definitely topics he can hit on. Um, Don't put your kids on the on the verse. My thing is, it's oh, so Blue funny, will man. be on the album. You shitting me? Yeah, come on. <laughs> if 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 Adonis got a whole song and uh, Nori got a joint, yeah. Blue is getting her shit off. Fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> my thing with the with the the fifty year old kind of marker on him and putting out an album is like I've been listening to Big Hit lately. Oh man, fifty year old gang banging dad. It's like we gotta just stop. We just gotta be like rapper. Like yeah, we, we can't no ageism. Yeah, man. Because even to the Nas point, I know you probably ain't listening to it, but some of those Nas albums they are right. And like he fifty talking about kind of young nigga shit too, just the way he talking about yeah. women and how he spends his money and how he makes his money. It's just kind of fly. So it's something there. Um, I wanna. I mean, the the current crop of pop and rappers are so detrimental and low vibration sometimes yeah. <laughs> that's like you need no. that balance yeah. like of someone at least, at least if it ain't all just like positivity at least it's yeah. just talking about some fly shit in a cool way nowadays niggas just talking about how to kill somebody in a fly way it's like i can't <laughs> yeah can't rock i hate way. to be the i hate to be the uncle on the rocking chair and shit but i think we all are in, the, in here yo as somebody in uh in his late 30s who just exclusively just still wears streetwear i don't own a tie uh i don't i don't age like i don't get ageist with none of these guys so when i hear yeah. big hit getting his shit off i'm like he just did a bit he's fucking gangbanging still yeah. like like whatever <laughs> he talking that shit but like there is a lost element of kind of just saying something right in rap <laughs> and uh, it's like that's the most basic way i can say it and it's funny because we were all like that too when we were younger and we didn't want to hear public enemy and we didn't want to hear whatever the fuck and we wanted to hear jay get jiggy but it's it's, it's coming back around but it's worse i don't care you can't convince <laughs> me that there's some hidden meaning to this shit that i'm not hearing because i'm not 19 yeah. no it's it's way worse and we're just we i mean we watch some of these dudes record they're just high and they're just a bar and they punch a bar and then they come back and they get higher and they punch another bar and then they just that's it that's the crazy the, shit that's to me is like remember we all had the allure of like people in the in the booth recording like the <laughs> now they don't even do that no more they're yeah. next to the engineer recording the mic uh, and then telling the engineer no like this like nah work, it's, this it's bad just i just came out of a week of just being in the studio every single day with different caliber of artists yeah. from around the spectrum and it's it's bad like it's bad i'm like i look at artists now i'm like even future like i love future why are you standing next to the engineer man get in the booth and do it i, I want that allure the stories of future recording and i think he's a goat like i think he's yeah. we always say the big three i think he's a big four i think like all that so let me not disparage future but the stories of him recording and just running off five minutes of whatever and then yeah. the engineer being put it together the, I mean, Meg the Stallion told the story, right? She he just she sent the, he sent over like five minutes of just shit, yeah. and they just made a verse out of it. I'm like, what the fuck? How is this? But I believe it, a hundred percent. Like the stories of Young Thug recording, yeah. like mm-hmm. same shit. I mean, I'm talking to Alex, like, yeah, he'll do some shit, and it's like, okay, that third bar, let's keep that one. I'm like, what? Yeah, those <laughs> are some of my favorite videos on YouTube right now. Have you seen the videos on YouTube where people just have like, hey, this is the Young Thug with that 2015, the entire studio session, and this yeah. is. 40 minutes of Thug just <clears throat> and he's just clear to throw. he's doing one line yo run it back and he's doing it and then <laughs> the dude comes uh, in but there's like a, takes 20 minutes to do his two lines but here's my thing there is a there is a level to me I think it's different there is definitely a difference between what Thug and Future are doing and what people are doing to mimic what they saw them do mm-hmm. yeah like I think exactly. there is an artistry to what what Thug is doing because w- what you did notice in that video of course I watched it is that he was doing it in different inflections and he was doing yep. it in different tones and he was saying I don't like that tone because yeah. in in a way his voice was his instrument or is his instrument yeah it's like singers yeah like the the one thing I'll say and I don't know if this is in the topic or not but the one the most detrimental thing to hip hop is Jay Z saying he doesn't write his lyrics down? Yes, there I was is. gonna say this. <laughs> there it is. I was gonna say this. Yeah. It ruined rap. Yeah, it literally ruined this. it. And like it's it's you know. On the same wavelength, like remember when Wayne killed hip hop, and it was just like he was doing the same shit, and we got to see his studio sessions. And when he was recording a damn damn, and he just was high as the fuck, and just Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was like, yo, this is how people think it works. But like Wayne is actually crafting these 
No, it's funny. Wayne is still one of the best rappers. Mm-hmm. Like, because nobody else can rap as good. Somebody was asking me that recently, like, yo, who can take the 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 torch from from Drake and Kendrick and call them like nobody because none of these motherfuckers want to be like that, that good. They and, just want to get in and get out up. and get their yeah. shit off. And remember, Kendrick had a Kendrick loved Carter Three. He had a song yep. about Carter Three. So like him and Drake, they looked up to that work ethic. So even if they yep. don't write or whatever, they look up to the. They were able to see Wayne in the studio doing all of that stuff. Yep. They and, took and, the right message from that shit. Yeah, a lot of people took the wrong message. Oh, I just got to get high as fuck and say whatever. Yeah. No, because <laughs> that's like Wayne, not what you. Because Wayne, even even with him, and, and he ruined it even worse. Like to to Josh's point, Jay Z ruined it fucking wayne put the put the shovel on the fucking dirt and just kept tapping that bitch because he was hyper serving us like jay would give us an album a year wayne was hyper serving us doing that same that same thing like just being like i'm gonna I'm go in and say whatever mm-hmm. and then they're gonna make a song out of it matt uh cortez make the song out of this shit yeah. you know what i'm saying like and so it's so it's like there are certain artists that do have that work ethic that's why we love future so much that's why we love yeah. Doug so much because they still have that that hyper fixated work ethic but now people are just doing whatever. Like, I wanted to ask, and Josh, you probably don't have this point, but like, what was y'all's cutoff for new rappers? Like, what was your cutoff? What <laughs> oh, was yeah. just like, I don't have it. Cardi. I still listen to new rappers. It was like, Cardi for me. I thought it was Uzi, but it was Cardi. I was I would have said it was Uzi, but now Uzi was close. Like Uzi way. was really close. If he didn't have the joint, what's it called? Lamborghini Dreams with Thug, that was kind of yeah. like an entry point for me. And I could kind of get it. And Uzi was like. He was like saying some shit too. Like yeah, he would yeah. throw in some witty bars. He he kind of had he liked similes. Yeah. He, he was also like mad emotional. So it was like, <laughs> I love emotional music. It was like cool. I could rock with this. But then when I hear Cardi and it's literally just him warbling on songs and just <laughs> repeating shit. And I'm like, I'm too old for this. But Cardi 2024. It's showing that he kind of student of the games. Yeah, and it's it's, it's funny because it's newer shit. Yeah. Like, what's that one called? Uh it's not called Hood by Air. What is it called? The one Schoolboy Q shouted out. That was hard. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. I get it. But again, we're talking about the same thing with Thug, like inflections and him mm-hmm. using his voice as an instrument, that type of stuff. He sounds like I Thug just, on these songs. On these no, he does. And this is, I think that's why I like him. Yeah. Like, I just still old and I just like bars. Like, I just did a show. Let me, let me plug my show real quick. I did an episode, et cetera, with Benny the Butcher. There's an album coming out next week. So the episode oh. coming out next week. Yeah, give me give me a sound effect yeah, somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and we just sat there and was like, yo, I just still like bars. Like, I don't, I, I know that makes me old or whatever, but I still like motherfuckers rap good. I'm sorry. Yeah. And we, <laughs> funny enough, that led to a conversation about Cole and Drake. And like, they still care too. And we still like that shit. And yeah. they can do all the other shit, but they still want to rap good. And them dudes should not be trading bars in year 20 for four minutes straight. But they did because they give a fuck. And we're just not getting that. <laughs> yeah. We're just not getting that. I, like, I love Dirk and I love, and shit, Dirk is damn near 30 now. Like, a lot of these dudes are getting older too. But I love a lot of these n- new dudes and I'll be outside. So I hear this music and I love Ice Spice. But like, Ice Spice is not about to trade bars with Bia. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and Bia can rap, but the, they the just don't engagement. care about that competition anymore, which is changes how they approach it yeah like and when we say cut off i mean like the level of engagement that i have with a lot of them now it's like yeah. i just like, like i'll listen and i'll be just off it. i think maybe like gun is good to me i really like gonna like i can't I say that, I, I can't say that's a cutoff either like mm. even when i say like i just love hip-hop so much so, like even if i say i'm cut i'm cutting i'm cutting it off i can't really do that since yeah. there's always somebody that's gonna come that's gonna come up later but yeah i, I wonder what's gonna be that point where we actually say like and we talked about this before on the show. Is like, who is that next guy that's willing to step up? We just haven't seen yeah. it. No, I mean, bands made the point earlier. I, this is a conversation I have daily at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, none of these guys want to be the best. Yeah. And that's the difference between this generation and the Drake, Kendrick, Cole generation. Mm-hmm. They all wanted to be the best rapper. Mm-hmm. These guys just want to make money. Um, Fuck all. Yeah. It's just like, and be famous and yeah. do drugs. And like, that's just the difference of where the generation is. Um you know, there's a few that are promising, but they got to kind of turn that corner of like, hey, I want to be the best rapper. Yeah. And I just don't yeah. know if the, the money is clouded that. I don't want to make it deeper than it needs to be, but it kind of is. Like The guys we came up on and especially the or, uh, the 80s and the 90s, like it was literally the only outlet. Like it was literally all they had mm-hmm. and it was their only hope. Like when you hear some of these dudes talk about making demos and shopping them around the city, like I think Big is a perfect example. Like the famous story is Big and Puff. Puff is like, yo, 
let me work this song and we'll make it work. And and Big is like, yo, I gotta go down to North Carolina. Fuck that. Yeah. And Big and Pub basically convinced him. But but that was a literal crossroads for Big's like, dog, this is my last shot at this shit. This don't work. I'm finna go get this dope and I'm gonna bring it back and mm-hmm. I'm gonna make this one. Like it was the only option he had. Now it's different where First off, there's a there's a lower level of entry because we can just me the, the four of us can make a song right now. We damn near can do it in this program and just using our iPhones. And then yes. we got enough squeeze that that should get heard by enough people, and it will feel like we did something. So the level, the barrier of entry is nothing now. Like Big had to make that demo and find a guy who liked it. He had to be nice enough yeah. for them to even let him record that shit to begin yeah. with and all this stuff. And labels come to you. It, it's so time. easy to get in now. It's so easy to pop off. Not easy, but easy enough. And it's just like, it's no longer a last resort. Now it's like kids are 12. Like I'm going to just be a rapper or kids are 16 dropping out of school. Like, fuck it. I'll just rap. Like whatever. <laughs> and them dudes, that's all they, they had. It wasn't like, fuck it. I'll just rap. It's like, yo, I either got to rap and get the fuck out of here or I'm going to be on the stoop and <laughs> getting my shit off. Yeah. And so there's like different shit to it now. And like you said, they're not here to be great. They're just here to have party and kick it and get girls and, and get a new watch and they don't give a fuck how long it lasts. Like mm-hmm. they yeah. just it's here for a good time, a long time. Yeah. And I talk about this with Cam, friend of all of us uh, all the time. Like no, but none of these dudes want to be the best anymore. Cam was riding little baby crazy. Yeah. I'm like, little baby doesn't want to <laughs> be the best rapper, bro. Like he doesn't give a fuck about being the best rapper. I don't know anybody younger than 30 that wants to be the best. rapper. I don't look at any of these guys. I'm like, Oh, he wants to just rap better than everybody. I don't think that exists no more. I hope it happens this year. Yeah, I, I, I want to, I want to get off the, the, the hip hop train real quick, because we're talking about the new generation, mm-hmm. and this actually connects to Drake as well. After we get off that, that, con, that, that most step conversation, this guy drew walls. <laughs> Hilarious. So this has kind of popped up in the past month or so. It yeah. wasn't really on our on our radar, but then like it's just got became like bigger as he's done more videos. And mm. this is a guy that does get ready with me content. And if you don't know what get ready with me content is, I'm pretty sure you do. It's like on TikTok or you see it on, on Twitter as well. It's literally what I said. It's like people getting ready to go to sleep, getting ready to go out, getting ready to go to work. And this is the one I like. I saw the first video when he went to Target. I, th- I believe he was the guy that went to Target. And he, yeah. had the, he had the tripod. And it was like, this motherfucker put a tripod up at Target. I fucking <laughs> dare him. Y'all new niggas make me sick. And I look at this type of shit and I'm like, oh, that's fun. Like, I look at it and I don't really like get this visceral My, hatred. Yeah, it's on either. It's on I looked at it and was just like, okay, like he, he doing what the white folks been yeah. doing and getting bags for. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, get your man, exactly. get your money, black man. Like, yeah. so I do you feel really... like that in the real time though? Like you're in the middle I of did. Target and you see the tripod just pop mm-hmm. up and you're just like, yo. No, I, I think in the moment I'm like, I'm like, uh, the same way I just said, like, I didn't feel no type of way about it. I, I was yeah. like, that's weird. I wouldn't do it personally, but like, if if that's what he do, more power to him. Yeah, if I saw that in Target, I'll just be like this nigga and keep it pushing. Exactly. Like I wouldn't. I, but you gotta understand too. You gotta understand too, like where we live at. Like I see people recording TikTok skits on the middle of Wilshire. Yeah, you know just, what I'm saying? I, like, yeah, I see it a lot. So it's like, yeah. but exactly, I see little you know teens and tweens, yeah. and I'm not really. It's normal at this point, right? Um, and when it when it, the Target thing went viral, I had seen some of his shit before. Just like randomly on the timeline, or yeah. just like on the explorer. So I was like already kind of familiar right. to a certain degree. Um, but yeah, it's like come on, man. The the content sure, creators. That's sure what it is. Did the hookah in the house and everybody. Yeah, like, like was, the thing I hate is that everyone pointing out the little things he doesn't have, and I think that's kind of like a byproduct <laughs> of like that's the, it was with everybody. They were like, he, look at his curtains. I'm like, what? Like, yeah. who cares? Like, who gives a fuck? Where is he from? I don't know. Them? I don't know. I think he's in Chicago. Okay. 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 So uh, this is like the last power that Twitter has. Like if you hate something enough on Twitter, mm. then people will notice it. Yeah. And it's like, we. I'm pretty sure we all did the same thing. Like I went to his account. I'm like, let me see the other videos. They're all this, this, this similar shit. And I'm like, you know, TikTok is like, when you get on TikTok, you're stuck there for yeah. a good hour or two. Yeah. So I'm just scrolling through this. I'm like, oh, he has a daughter. Oh, he used to hoop. Oh, he used to hoop. Like, I'm finding out all this shit about this. I'm like, this is harmless. It's funny, it's but it's harmless. harmless. Yeah. Why is everybody so mad? Yeah. And I kept noticing, like, there's a lot of Drake songs. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah, what I asked. Yeah. <laughs> so I asked, and they're like, well, he's he's the sassy guy's God. And I'm like, this dude didn't seem as sassy to me. He just feels a lot of shit. Yeah. And then Drake catches him, of course, because fucking he notices everything. But, like, the vitriol of Twitter is a bag now. 
And yeah. I knew immediately. I'm like, yo, he's gonna get a Target commercial off this shit. Oh, he absolutely. should. Yeah, no, it's coming. He's coming. He, he should. And, and the thing is, is that you know, you 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 almost you, you touched on it there. It's like Drake did a video in his mansion yeah. in the style of a Drew Walls video. Great. Shouted dude out and everything like. And shouted him out, and I was like, that's what. Because the thing is, is that Drake isn't afraid to be a fan of things. He's not yeah. afraid, and I think that right now, like, it's far too often, like, people will down you for being a fan of anything now. They're, yeah. they're like, you a dick writer. It's like, like damn. <laughs> I'm not even just Drake being bro. a fan. Bro, I think we talked about this last time I came along. Like, people call me a dick writer because I'll root for Kevin. Yeah. I'm like, yo, we're talking about, like, this is my brother. Like, am I supposed yeah. to root against him? Like, yeah. what are y'all talking about? <laughs> when I see Josh doing some cool shit, I'm like, yo, good shit, Josh. Like, why am I supposed to hate on my friends? Y'all are fucking no, Tell Josh he shot 7 of 21. Be honest with him. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's, it's like, yo, you can't like anything no more. It's like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I like a lot of NBA players. I'm not riding dick, but like, yo, I like it when Jason Tatum plays. I'm sorry. He's yeah. fucking cool. Like, yeah. we don't get to like shit anymore. So, I actually like this genre of content. Like, I don't know if I'm allowed to, but I like this genre of content. Because then I start looking at, not the copycats, but just the other dudes doing the shit. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this is amusing. This is entertainment. This yeah. shit is great. What were you about to say, Josh? No, I think, well, first, we're in the we're in the era of, of an, the anti-fan. Yeah. It's like, we have more haters than fans these days. But it's like, mm -hmm. there's definitely more people engaged. Like, you know, I used to always say, you know, one fan is 10 haters. Yeah. So we're in that era right now. But, um... But it's interesting, man. Like, I think more than ever, we're, like, we are just, like, preconditioned to hate on something before we love it. Yeah. And now that Drake is on it, they I love bet it. you people love it. I looked at, yeah. I've literally been seeing people shout out to my mans. If I were yeah. to go on to, if I were to search their, if I were to search their Twitter name and his name, they probably would have been shitting on him two yeah. weeks ago if they didn't yep. delete the tweet. Like, I, I Someone personally we know shitted on it at first. And now it's bigging it up. And I'm like, yo, I can't believe you. <laughs> oh, oh, I got my jokes off too. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I there's a there's a clip on my shit. That's another one. Like, the dude jogged across the street to go to his restaurant and then jogged back. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> like, crazy. I got my shit off too, but yeah, like it's it, again, it's harmless. Like, that's why I keep going back to it. It's harmless. harmless. Like, yeah. dog is literally just brushing his daughter's hair and making smoothies. And I'm like, mm. oh, that's the dog. Why the fuck? Shit, the if anything, why the fuck did I just hair? spend 60 seconds watching this shit? The, <laughs> amount, of, the amount of people calling this dude all types of names for just brushing his daughter's hair, that one, that one clip was crazy. I remember yeah. that one. And, I, and they were like, then the women like, he doing it wrong. I'm like, damn, we can't no, do no way. shit. No, he's doing it wrong. He's a man trying to do his daughter's hair. Like, what you think? I put that hey. on the list of things men not allowed to do, bro. Brush your daughter. It's one of them, bro. Whether you're just discovering your voice or taking your show to the next level, you know what the world needs to hear. All you have to do is say it. With Spotify, set up your podcast, your food podcast, your mindfulness podcast, your never thought you'd get this far podcast, and watch those sparks fly. Drop the episode anywhere people listen and find out who they're cooking with where they're finding inner balance and why they love your show. You're already a creator. Now you can create, connect, and get paid for your passion with one single free tool. Spotify for podcasters. Talk where the world listens. You just released a new episode on Spotify, but don't just release episodes. Stand out on the world's most popular listening platform, wherever your show is hosted, with Spotify for podcasters. So don't just publish a podcast. Guide listeners to recommended content, featured episodes, and more. Don't just talk to your listeners. Use Q&As and polls to engage fans where they already are. Don't just check your stats. Find out where on Spotify you're being discovered and more. Tap a global audience of over 500 million. Then turn those listeners into fans with Spotify for podcasters. Yo, I'm starting to hate the internet. Well, not starting to. I, I hate the internet. I'm starting to hate it more because y'all know we, y'all exist in real life. So let me tell you two things about to happen to this dude now. And and they are already happening because he's done an NFL campaign. Yep. Mm -hmm. He's done an ESPN campaign. Yep. Uh, NBA shouted him out. Mm -hmm. Shout out to social media managers out there, by the way. They I hate it. when y'all call them interns because they're the ones who watch that shit and then immediately posted that shit on I think the Panthers did it first, and they're yeah. like getting ready for the game, and he's clapping up. 
I'm like, y'all motherfuckers is smart because y'all got right to it. So shout out to them. But he's getting campaigns now. Drake shout out. I'm sure he's going to have a million TikTok followers, whatever monetization comes with that. In the real world, all of this shit amounts to money. Yep. And y'all could call them all the corny, sassy, all this shit. I guarantee you them DMs is lit the fuck up right now. Right. <laughs> his I, choice I, of, a, of a few. So, like, yo, he's winning. Yeah, Why are we waiting on him winning? There's a, the other dude who's like, and he's coming at it from the perspective of a, a content creator. He's like, oh, day in life a content creator. And he's showing some of the stuff mm-hmm. he's doing. And, and one of the videos is like, yo, he got his first couch. And he's all excited. He got this new apartment. I'm like, yo, me, I'm like, this is dope. Like, he's coming mm-hmm. up. Like, we're literally watching him come up TikTok, TikTok by TikTok. People are laughing, like, your first apartment? I'm like, dog, I don't know when y'all got your first apartment. My first apartment was a piece of shit. Let me see y'all And my apartment. couch was from Walmart. Yeah. And, let- and I was making decent money. So I'm like, yo, his first apartment is this high-rise in Houston? Like, he's... Get off dick. Like, yeah, they the real dick writers. They the real dick writers, though. For real. Like, like I could see, I could see like Tide or fucking shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like a like a big brand being like, yo, do a get ready with me commercial. We're using our products. Oh, no. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, Black History Month, he will absolutely be in a Target commercial. Oh, that'd be fine. Oh, he has it's to happening. be. If Drew Key can be in a Target commercial, a dog can be in one. Yeah. Even if yeah. it's even if it's just one of those TikTok ads, you know when you're scrolling through TikTok oh, yeah, and they're yeah. making the ads that look like TikTok, yeah. at least that, like at least, yeah. but he should be on TV on a, on a Target commercial, walking yeah. through that motherfucker or something. And shout out but to like, him too, because I saw his whole like weight loss journey yeah. and things. Like I'm yeah, like, yo, yeah, like, yeah. this dude's a real person yeah. who grinded it out and got somewhere. And I can't, I, I just can't imagine or I mean, just understand the hate. He's aspirational. Yeah. And I think that that's the type of content that we just don't have enough of is aspirational content. Like obviously mm. it's become, it's going to become branded. It's not, it's going to become less aspirational as it goes mm. on. Cause it's not going to have the same uh, mission statement. It's not going to mm. have the same outcome as it did before he started getting branded. But for what he has there, taking care of his daughter, smoking some hookah in his house, peaceful activity. He could be doing anything yeah. right now. All peaceful activity. <laughs> But I, what I wanted to ask is, when are we doing our Get Ready With Me content? <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get mine off today. You kidding yeah. me? Like, you know, I, I, I appreciate him because he's in on the joke. Like, yes. one of the more recent TikToks, he's out with his friends and they're like, y'all know Drew Walls, just search him on Twitter. So, like, they're clearly laughing about the shit. Yeah. And he's in on the joke. I wanted to reach out early, like, yo... Keep rocking, whatever. I didn't, and now it's way too late. So now, now yeah, I'm, he's gonna be like, he's gonna to, call you a dick writer. What the fuck are you? <laughs> but uh, yo, I'm trying to get my content off too. What What do y'all think? Y'all are content creators. Y'all working in entertainment. Y'all work all over the space. I was just reading some article that like I super related to because I'm like, social media is weird now. I don't get it. Yeah, it's not funny. And anymore. what it all what it all boils down to? It's funny because that article came out in October, and I just found it now. Yeah. But what it all boils down to is everything is so commodified now. So y'all make content and you know, you, you know how to, the bell curve of that goes. You're making it because you're just want to get your shit off. You, you have creative ideas. You, and then it gets to a place where it's, it's, uh, you know, it's worth something and a brand comes in or whatever. And it just changes from there. And even if you try to maintain your creativity, it's all about branding at some point and making money off it. I feel like so much of content is it's either already there or it's people making it with that in mind of like, mm-hmm. You know, I watch people do hauls of shit they bought. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. those kind of like haul videos started as, "Yo, uh, Fashion Nova sent me this box yeah, of yeah. '87 t-shirts," and now it's like, "Yo, I bought all this shit. Let me show y'all what I got." <laughs> but they're emulating that style of content. Yep. Is it is it just me being old content annoyed guy, or do y'all feel that way too? And then do y'all have issues with that when you have to make stuff? Yeah, I mean, I can start. I think yeah. I love that you made that correlation between like, you know, uh, unboxings to halls. That was definitely like, you know, the halls are like the very much the, the fan version of an unboxing. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> but it's crazy, though, because that leads to the unboxing. Like, yeah. that's how you kind of get it. So I get that cycle or ecosystem of of just branded content. Um, For me, I think I, I'll probably never be to get ready with me unboxing hall kind of guy. Like, I just... It's never. You be, you be getting that shit off. Get ready with y'all. me. Both of y'all should be getting that shit off. Bro, I, I, Josh, I, get ready with me would be fire. It would be, but I, you know what it is for me. I, I don't want to put people on my spots, so you yeah. can't know where I'm going. Like I don't want to like. Tell us about your house. Tease. Take the spring house. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, for me, it's like. I don't know. I'm just private in that way. Like, I don't even want to show people like yeah. my art or my, like, it just, it would be dope. I, you know, I, I appreciate it, but yeah. you got to like come into me, my space to see that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, But. I think for me, the way consumerism and branded content looks like for what I do, um, it's just them kind of like relating to the message. 
and sponsoring it in a certain type of way. Like I'm not beneath doing an ad, but um, I can't see myself just being like, um, I can't like, oh, make sure you use Tide because yeah. this is this is <laughs> this is what I use. It's just like, no, nah, I could I could definitely do an ad, but I can't see myself being like, use what I use. This is it. Like it just it's a difference, I think. And I don't know. I don't see myself there just yet. Like, but I love doing this. I love yeah. talking about things. And if a brand sees this and it's like, hey, we want to sponsor that content, great. Um, but I don't know. I I, I just don't even have the energy to kind of be doing all that and editing videos yeah. it's hard work these content creators it's, it's hard work and even just the people who aren't getting paid for it yet they're putting a lot of man hours into creating these videos yeah. so I, I don't know if I, I have that yet i envy those people who are really good at capturing moments even if they're not creating content but like people who just go out and can consistently like make sure they capture the moment they get the food they get the walk into the shit they get all the videos yeah. of all the cool shit because i'm so like and I'm a person who's on their phone a lot, but I'm not on my phone grabbing shit. I'm on my phone consuming shit. Yeah. And so I envy the people who have that kind of muscle memory to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the part for me. Like, I probably do all this, this shit, too, like, because I enjoy this content. I don't enjoy the technical making of it, in yeah. that sense. And, and so many people love that shit. Yeah. They love to film when they go to a concert and get all the videos and then chop it up and make it a thing. And and I'm as somebody who's trying to make TikToks and have people telling me, yo, you got to be on here. It's going to help and all this mm-hmm. shit. The time it takes to sit there and chop these videos up and get them in an order and, and mm-hmm. put text on them and all shit. Like I can't believe people do this like for fun. Yeah. Uh, but again, like I envy those people who are able to capture all these moments, even if it's not for content, it's just like later on in life to go, yo, I went to, uh, the Dragon Twenty One show, and yeah. this is—I put this thing together. Like, I—I I, I just that, don't have that that muscle. I, I guess. Th- I think that we talked about this before. We had a long conversation about this bands, just about like this show and what we do here. Like, I look at Black Print right now as like we are we are the beginning. We're like going up on the you know what I'm saying on the roller coaster right now. Like, it's very much like we're still able to kind of talk touch on certain subjects that that like i feel like if we were to be commodified or brand came we'd have to switch it up a little bit like there's certain shows that don't yeah. have to do that like, well, that's the thing that's, I, and i don't want to do that yeah it's like yo, if, I, if i have to switch it up for your brand then you're probably not the right partner yeah yeah like we're, we're still have some edge. we're still early enough in the game where this is all like we're still there's still new stuff you know yeah. what i'm saying there's still things about that, that we still finding out there's still things and topics that we touch on that i feel like i haven't talked about on live on a microphone before you know what I'm saying? That we we're still able to do that. You know what I mean? And I think that there's that excitement inherently that comes from creating content in that way that it doesn't feel like a drag to me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like there, I mean, I also do a wrestling show every single week for 300 weeks straight. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like never took a break until literally like two, three weeks ago. You know what I mean? So like I've, I've I'm old. I guess you could say old guard content where it's like we just kind of did it. And we just cranked it out because I've been doing podcasts for almost 10 years now. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It'll be 10 years in like September. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Where, where I'm just doing it. I just watched this video. What's the tech guy's name? The the black tech guy. Marcus, Marcus Brownlee? Brown. Yeah. Yeah. He just did a video about people quitting YouTube and right. he was kind of breaking this same, a lot of these same concepts down. And he's somebody who was literally just making videos on his phone at one point. And then now he's personally invited to the Apple event. Yeah. And they say they're shouting him out. They shot him yeah, out the event. They shot him out on stage. You know what I mean? So like he's somebody who like I enjoy that type of shit. I enjoyed people coming up like that and, and grinding their way out and, and stuff like that. But even he was talking about how like he reached that point where yo, know, it's he's losing some of the creativity. And then he was talking about when you add help and uh having to let go of some of that. And then like he he broke it down really well. And it's just like we're so programmed now to create content. In whatever way, you know what I mean? And we all do it. And like even the most like private off social media person I know in my life, they're the same way. Right. Uh, The the camera has to eat first and all this stuff. (laughs) Like I I, I joke around like I want to get a flip phone hella bad. I don't know if I could survive, but I do think we're going to zag as a culture soon and people are going to want to detach way more. And it's just become too much into all consuming. Like all of our hobbies are consuming content. Yeah. very, and even the ones where like the people I play basketball with, they're making content. Like you know what I mean? Like we're just programmed Wait, to do that. They too. got the phone set up on the side on the sideline. No. <laughs> I I went to I went to a run recently 
multiple tripods, different spots in the in the gym. I'm like, wow. I'm not guarding none of y'all. Like, I'm not fucking <laughs> with none of this shit y'all talking about right now. I went and to, I'm guilty um, of it too. I'm the guy who will email the photographer afterwards. Yo, can you send me them pitch? You told me yes. you send me. Because like, we're, we're all guilty of it, but like, there's a part of me that's like, this is kind of fucked up. Like, and it's like uh, my kids, they're teenagers. They're like the the Instagram page with with no pictures. Mm. And I'm like, is that the new wave now? Yes. Like, like that the new shit? Yeah. It's no pictures, but thousands of followers. Is like yeah. the new like my my brother, my little brother had Instagram. His Instagram had like one photo, but he had nine thousand followers. I said, how the fuck? Yeah, that's definitely the thing. Very IG heavy. Very kids are still using Snapchat. Yeah, probably using Snapchat a little bit more than adults are. Yeah, millennials. Yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely on Snap, and I think it's a Snap is like a secret society. Like Mm. I I view Snap. I I don't think I've posted on Snap in years. Right, Mm. but I view Snap because it's like interesting content. And Instagram tried to get that because there's something to like content that expires. Right. Yeah. And, and then FOMO, uh, the, FOMO that, is is the is what you're getting at. Is it's that. the level of secrecy to that too, and Instagram tried it, and I think they took it. But like, yeah, like we're all content creators now, and it's kind of ruined the idea of content creations. Like, yeah, I I think about this shit way too much and way too deeply. I'm sure, but it's I think about it all the time. Like, yeah, I just it just because it, it's the way we consume the world. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Black Print. Our convo with bands continues this Thursday on our B-Sides bonus episode. Available for all patrons on Patreon or our Spotify premium page. Speaking of bonuses, our latest Roblox episode on the highest selling rap album of all time is out now. Hear our thoughts on Speaker Box The Love below. The careers of Outcast and more wherever you listen to our show. Stay tuned on our Instagram and YouTube for details on new bonus episodes. Early episode releases and more as we get situated for an amazing 2024. 